Hello, we welcome you to the Filmmaking Sucks podcast. Where we tell you about all the mistakes you can make while producing a film. That's you, man. And how do... Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Screw it up. That's all right. <laughs> and what? Start over or do you want me to just... Keep it going. Okay. Keep it going. <laughs> and explain how you can avoid them yourself. And we are your hosts. Manny. Lynn. And Mario. Good job. And let's get this party started. <laughs> yeah. I can words. You can words. <laughs> So, uh, welcome back to the show. We This week, we will be covering what a producer does during production and a little bit of post-production. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, Maybe a smidge. All right. So, now, you're done with pre-production. It is your first day of shooting. You have your schedules done. You have your budget done. You've got all your crew there. You've got My all your cast. Binders put together. Your production binder is ready to go. I have all of my blank your releases. Yes, the yes, all the releases you could possibly need. Your location is there. You have all your people. I have all my cash to pay my people. I have my checkbook. I have all my menus planned for where I'm going to be ordering the food from. I have Wait, my PA ready to. On, on the chance you're paying people, on yes, yes, we're just going to assume we're going to gas money, gas money. I don't know. Yeah. So you wake up in the morning. Is your first day of production? What do you do? I throw up. All what? right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, actually, what I do is I don't sleep the night before. I don't either. Until, no. Uh, about 4 a.m. Yeah. and I have a 9 a.m. call time. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I, I'm, I'm awake till like 3 a.m. then I'm up again at 5 for... I just make myself a nice little to-do list for the morning and I do whatever I can to well, check off my What's on your to-do list? Oh, my to-do list is make sure I have, you know, grabbing this, grabbing that. What this, this, that? Come on, tell I, us. I what is know. what is it that you do? What what do we need? What, what do is it that the producer... Board, do I have my papers? Do I have my... my, my, my what's in your clipboard my, for the day? My clipboard has my call sheet, it has my schedule, and it has loose notebook paper so that I can take notes during shoots. Now, this is because you are... I Jenner, am you're doubling. a strange, strange beast. Well, no. Well, <laughs> you're not a strange beast. You're I'm not, a unicorn. Look, look, look. We're going to reiterate this for the third time and get this through your head. <laughs> yes. Okay? What we do on set is not uncommon. No. Having having one person doing multiple jobs. No. So, as you, as a producer... Okay, I, as a producer... You do one thing and during the day of set, you also act as an AD. Yes. Because these are two jobs that can t generally go hand in hand. Yeah, usually the first the first assistant director or the assistant director, depending it on... It is not assistant to the director. This is, is not, not the, the person... The yes, this is not the person who gets... I do not hold gets, his coffee. No, you don't hold, the per, you don't hold the director's coffee. That's the production assistant. Mm -hmm. Yes, you don't hold the director's coffee. You don't sit and make sure the director is comfortable and his chair is ready. This is not a director's assistant. No. This is assistant director. Mm-hmm. Okay, and a lot of the time you can have your producer double as your AD pretty seamlessly. Yeah, because I mean the AD needs to know all the information that the producer needs to know. Yes, yes. The AD would generally be on a budgeted set. The AD would be the go between the director and the producer. Yeah, you know. So uh, usually the producer is off in the production office. Yes, exactly. Um, on a budgeted. Thing. A lot of the time the producer won't even be on set yeah. because he's got other things to do. Mm -hmm. He's got logistic shit to do. Yeah, yeah. Usually the producer is off in the production office. Working on the next days. Yes. Logistics. 
Yeah. So when you only have one person doing these jobs, which is fairly common mm-hmm. because, again, we're limited we're limited crew here. Yeah. Your producer can now be your AD on set. Yes. Because every single thing that producer wrote, as we explained in the previous episode, all of those lists and everything will now be in the in the AD's hands. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the AD and the line producer as well. Yeah. Okay. Again, we're combining these jobs. Yeah, we. I mean, we because we, we're not we're not we're not running a set with two hundred no, no. two hundred extras and crew members. No. You're talking a set of probably at most twenty people mm-hmm. through the entire course of the day. Yeah. And yes, you can easily have one person coordinate all that. Yeah. They just need to be organized. Yes, you need organization and the producer has already organized it. Mm-hmm. So, you might as well allow your producer to be your AD and your line producer at the same time. Yep. So, being those three jobs on set. Well, I'm also a script supervisor sort of. Sort of, of, but okay. And I'm Let's be specific. And I'm also an assistant camera. Let's be specific. The truth is most indie films, I don't care what they say, you don't actually have a script supervisor. No. no. Most indie films do not have one. They if, all if like to not, give out you, that credit, if but If you do not have a monitor that attaches to your camera yes. or you do not have a video village, you do not have a script what supervisor. What is your script supervisor's job? Your script supervisor's job is is literally maintaining the continuity between takes. They are literally watching the monitor to see which hand the actor uses to, you know, pick up their cigarette, pick up their cup, which wh- when do they touch their hair, what line? Are all the lines read properly? Um how long was that? How many lines were covered? By each Well, take? isn't there someone specific that makes sure the dialogue is done? That's a script supervisor. No, isn't there another person? Yeah. It's just the script supervisor. Just script supervisor. Okay. Script supervisors are amazing creatures. I trained to be one uh, the script many, supervisor, many years ago, and it's it's a huge undertaking. And the script supervisor's notes go where? They go directly to the editor. Okay. So this is how. So the editor knows what happened between each take. Mm-hmm. So the editor knows all the information. Literally, it's they're supposed to write down all the information that the editor would need. Um, what what the director thought of that each individual take, whether it was good, whether it was bad. You draw lines on your script to show uh, between, like, what lines of dialogue were covered by which takes. Mm-hmm. So you literally draw a line down the, down the side of your page, and you label it take one. Then if take two goes longer down, then you draw another line for take yes. two. So the um, reason why I say that a most indie films do not have a script supervisor yeah. is because we're not shooting with monitors. Most of us are shooting looking yeah. through our camera. Yeah. So unless there is a way for someone else, an entirely separate person, to mm-hmm. sit there with the script in their hand yeah. and watch every single thing that the cameras are shooting, mm-hmm. you don't have a script supervisor. Because no. the script supervisor cannot do this watching the scene. No. Just watching the actors go. They actually have to see yes, what the cameras see are what catching. The camera is seeing. Yes. You know? So unless you have that, you do not have a script supervisor. No. What would you call that for somebody who's just checking things off on the script? I don't what would you know. call it? I don't There is no technical name for it. There's really no because no. because with, unless you're seeing what's happening in camera, mm-hmm. you really don't know no. what the actors did. And you have an idea of it. Yeah, I mean technically I call, when I, I I also call the scenes. I have I usually have the slate or I have a, a a pair of hands that has my slate that literally does the clicking and I still call the scenes. So I say scene 1, take 1, you know. Yes. And then I wait for the director to call action. Um but that is actually technically an assistant cameras. Job. Job. Yeah. 
But again, you can have your AD do it uh-huh. simply for the matter of time. Again, yeah. we're not talking a seven-person camera you crew don't, you, don't, you don't have an assistant camera either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you have, so you can have, you easily give your AD, give your AD line produ- slash line producer, yeah. give them the slate, let them run the slates, because yep. now, because now, since they're also technically running a, a, a somewhat of a script supervisor's job, mm-hmm. they can take all those notes that they're doing during the day and keep it all on one page. Yeah, that's and it's what I all mean. set together. Yeah. I mean, most of the time I, I have a, a double-sided clipboard. Mm-hmm. So I have the script on one side and then I have my, my blank paper on the other. So literally as we're shooting the scene, you know, I'm going and following along with the script. And when like, if the actress says something a little bit different and uses a different word, I flip it over and I need to make a note of it. Okay. But that's So this separate. is the... <laughs> that's technically, that's the, uh, that's the, the, the unicorn I'm calling it, which yeah. is an assistant camera meets super script soup meets AD. Yeah. So your producer is... Meets producer. Yeah, your producer is good. You should, but you should, just for the sake of it, you should just have your producer do this. Yes. Have your producer be your AD. Let them be your line producer. Let them be your script supervisor. Mm-hmm. Let them be because all these jobs do go hand in hand. They do. Yeah. You know? But again, if you've got less than twenty people on your set, you're not coordinating that much. No, and and you want somebody who 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 is comfortable in, with, and, with everything. Who's read that script twenty? Who's times. read that script twenty times? Yes. You know, who 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 can follow it along pretty well in their sleep. Um, and can quickly reference where something is on the page. Yeah. Um, so so that, in indie films, producers, in an in indie film, as as you said last week, a producer will save your movie. Yes. Having someone do this job, taking the brunt of that off of yourself, mm-hmm. will improve your entire film. Yeah. Like, I can't even think of the word. Like, amazing. <laughs> Just the, the amount of improvement that will come from your film by having a producer. Yeah. A separate person that's not the director. And 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 if you can, have an extra pair of hands for your for your producer slash AD because it, it's, they really need someone. The more production assistance, the better. Yes. Yeah. Get, your, get your producer slash whatever else a, a PA. Mm-hmm. Someone who is a literal set of legs. Yep. All right? And uh, they can then, when... I, I, let's go through let's okay. go through your day let's yeah. go through your day so i go through my day so i have my production binder i make sure i have all the We're things that set, i need yeah. so we finally get to the set once i've done made sure i have everything and i'm bringing everything that i've i've made sure that we've packed an extra set of headphones for the sound operator you yes. know yep um once we get to set usually then uh you know we have a conversation we double check that you know this is where we're starting off we have our little you know talk in the morning where you know me and him discuss the scene we're like okay well we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna do this um then usually uh, we get the crew all together because the crew arrives an hour to an hour and a half earlier earlier always have your crew show up early mm-hmm. and so then we have a conversation with them this is where the first scene is going to be this is what we're going to need set up um then i'm often working with the pa making sure that breakfast is set up if this is a morning shoot, making sure that the snacks are available. Yep. I know where the bathrooms are. I know when everybody's arriving. Usually I'm coordinating um, people's arrival. I'm greeting people. I'm bringing them to holding, which is where everybody will be held until they are needed yes, on set. Get a separate room where everybody can just sit and hang out. We When we did Blood Slaughter, mm-hmm. we, had, uh, we, we shot for three days. 
The first the first major shoot was a long weekend. Yes, it was. And uh, we were shooting in a house. Mm-hmm. It had it happened to have a furnished basement. Yep. We were not going to be shooting in that furnished basement until, until Sunday. Sunday night. Yeah. So Friday and Saturday, everybody could hang out in the furnished basement. Mm-hmm. There was a PlayStation down there and a week. Now again, we had a co- we had about thirty five people through the course of the weekend. Yep. A lot of people who had a lot of nothing to do as we were shooting other scenes. Mm-hmm. So we allowed everybody to just hang out. We had food down there for everybody, mm-hmm. and there were video games set up. People could play video games. They could listen to radio. They could make their phone calls, play on their phones. We had the Wi-Fi passwords to make sure everybody had the Wi-Fi. And again, as the producer, you made sure yep. everybody has the Wi-Fi password. So this way, people don't get bored. Yeah, there was an extra fridge down there, so we put uh-huh. all the bottles of water and the bottles of soda yeah. and everything down there. And everybody hung out there for three days, pretty much. And as we were needed... As they were needed, they came upstairs into the house. And then Sunday morning... And I would literally run in between and I would give everybody, you have, you know, about a half hour to you'll see and you have about this... Well, you know, ETA, I'm always checking with makeup artists. It's yep. like, okay, makeup artists, you're going to have to start prepping so-and-so because they're, we're going to need them in about an hour. Mm-hmm. The makeup, hour makeup station was downstairs makeup station as well. Was down there as well. Yeah, so this way the makeup artist, once she was done with somebody, she could just move on to the next person. Well, yeah. you're not needed for a couple hours, but I might as well get you ready now. And then later on, we just do some touch-ups. Yeah, and literally my makeup artist had an entire schedule of when we needed who, We set up on a pool table. Needed. Yeah. Um, then we, we set up on a pool table, and that's great. If your location has a pool table, let your makeup artist set up on it and bring because, a cover br- well besides the just that <laughs> of course bring a cover but if there happens to be a pool table at that location that you're not shooting with let your makeup artist yeah. set up on that pool table because number one it's plenty of space yep. and number two if there is a pool table that is not being used in your scene people oh, will play. start playing pool yes. and you will hear the cracking of the ball yep. throughout the entire house yep. Somebody will set up a game. Oh, look, we're bored. Let's set up a game. Well, they're on the next floor shooting. The crack of that ball will echo through the house and you will catch it on your sound. Mm-hmm. So demo- immobilize that pool table immediately yes. <laughs> and set stuff up on it. It was the first thing we did. We put a giant green tarp down across that pool table mm-hmm. and said, here's your setup. Yep. So we kept everybody from playing pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so once we get every we get holding set up, I work really closely usually with my PA or my location manager. Um, location manager is literally the, is sometimes the person who's in charge of the location. Um, I always do a walkthrough with them. What's, what is a no go zone? What is, where can people go? Technically Um, you've done this already, but you do it again. Do it again. Do it again. So it's a fresh reminder. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, then I'll have a PA or an extra set of hands that helps me out. Um, we'll go through everything so they know where everything that I know, where the bathroom is, where the extra toilet paper is, where paper towels are, where the food goes, what can they touch, what can't they touch. Mm-hmm. Um, Put signs on everything. Yeah. This food here. No, no, no. Put signs on people's cupboards so that your actors and bored people are not rifling literally through rifling cabinets. through somebody's house. Yes. Looking for, looking for extra food. Yeah. You know? Because while you'd be willing to give it to them, if you don't know that somebody touched it, then when these people go back to their house and they realize all my coffee is gone Mm -hmm. because the people on set didn't like the coffee you had. So they just rifled through and started grabbing the person's coffee from their home. Now they don't have coffee the next morning. You're going to get a phone call from a very angry person. Where is my coffee? Where are my bagels? Who was going through my stuff? Yeah. Who Who ate my son's, you know... Uh, gluten-free oatmeal <laughs> you know so make sure so the producer's job is to, the producer yeah. is going to go through and and mark off the areas of the set that is off limits yes 
Um, and then I'm going to have my PA and I'm going to have a conversation with them and I'm going to talk them through who's arriving and when. Um, what I do beforehand, which I don't think I mentioned in the pre-production talk. Before but- you get to that, let me just say one thing. Uh-huh. Let me just say one thing. As a director, all right, you say to yourself, well, why can't the director just do that? Oh, what, what's the, why can't the directors do that? Because you are the director. Your job for the day of producing is to get a performance from your actors. Yes. That is your job. You should not be focusing on anything other than getting your scenes right. Get that through your heads, directors. That is your job. You have one job during the day and make sure that all your scenes are shot Mm -hmm. and acted correctly because if you are busy doing all these other jobs you can't focus on your scene and trust me it will suffer yeah okay and 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 the the producers and the person producers key responsibility if that's the director's one task the producer's one key responsibility is to create an environment where the talents of the cast and the crew can flourish yes uh mario you were there once we had this conversation with a friend of ours uh uh, a long a couple years ago, he is well known for doing all of this stuff himself simply because he doesn't trust other people to handle his set properly, and yep. that I, I, that's a totally understandable fear that somebody else is going to screw something up. You know, this is why you find a good producer beforehand. Find somebody who you know you can work with and you can trust. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, and I said to him. Outright. I said, he's like, well, no, I do this. I do it all myself. And I said to him, don't worry, you'll grow out of that someday. And he said, no, no, I won't. No, I don't trust anybody. I said, yes, you will. One day you will start looking at your films, realizing you're missing something. And that will, it'll, it'll, it'll be like a light bulb in your head and you'll realize I'm doing too much. What happened? Why did this scene suffer? Because my actress or actor was having a meltdown in the other room. Because the bagel, the bagels or the food wasn't gluten free, or food is king. Food is king. Yes, food is king. You know, or or something was going on. And the makeup artist was was short on, didn't have enough latex or something, or they forgot something. You know, and we have to make do. And now the director has it in their head whether or not the next scene is going to be ready. The director shouldn't have to worry about that. You need somebody else to coordinate that sort of thing. I guess I'm just going to go for this really big tell, example. Tell that. Yes, go <laughs> ahead. Tell that story. Our biggest horror story. Um, Not biggest horror story, no. but very notable horror story. Very notable horror story. Um, one of our sets, we had an actress who comes with handlers. And by the way, yes. Especially if your actresses do nudity. Yeah, especially if your actresses do nudity. Expect a handler. Um, somebody who Expect, comes, yes. comes comes to set with them. Um, will, generally a guy. Generally a guy. Generally will kind of check you out. And the will guy not be will be pushy. Friendly. He'll the be guy a will pushy. be pushy. Yep. The guy will be pushy because if the actress is uncomfortable, it is his job to help her be comfortable by making sure everybody respects her boundaries. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now we say her because most guys who are going to do nudity in a scene, they are very vocal. Mm-hmm. They are very, they can, they can just get pushy. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't mean to disparage any actresses or anything, but a good portion of the time, uh, uh, actresses that are doing nudity, they're already have a little level of discomfort mm-hmm. to begin with. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes 
Yes, it is very easy for a director to push an to actress cross the line without realizing yes, it. Yes, to cross the line and push an actress past her point of comfort. And they will bring someone with them who recognizes the level of comfort that they're willing to do and will not allow you to convince her to do something that they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And this guy will grab her off set. That's it. We're going. Have a nice day and leave. So when they show up with an with, with a handler, understand that this handler's job is to be a little pushy toward you yep. to make sure you understand mm-hmm. he's going to shut your set down if you push her too far. Understand this. Learn to deal with it. Yep. Okay, work with it. Make that handler very comfortable. We we had it. She would come with her boyfriend. Her uh-huh. boyfriend was was her handler. Yeah, which and is often the case. Husbands and boyfriends. The husbands, boyfriends. Yes, they they do it too. So usually usually is usually usually is the case. And we said, you know what? When when we get to those moments, you want to be on set. You are welcome to sit and watch and mm-hmm. and be part of it. Make sure that nobody's you know treating her unfairly or anything. Until then, hey, there's a TV here. You could sit and watch watch TV. There's I got a. I told him I have an entire. Seven hundred DVDs sitting here. Your choice. You know how to use a PlayStation. Throw it on. Watch a movie. And when she's ready to come on set, when when she's done with her makeup, you can come walk in with her and watch. Okay. Yeah. Now. So uh, her handler was her boyfriend in this case, and yeah, he'd been on set a couple of times, so we were pretty comfortable with him. Yes. Um, she was a smoker. At, at this point, he was there. Just so she didn't have to take the long drive yeah, by herself, because he already knew that she was comfortable with us and we were cool. Yeah. Yeah, we, 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 we had a good relationship with them both already. Yes. Um, she was a smoker, just happened to be. And um, she understood that there was nobody on set that was going to go and fetch her cigarettes. So yeah. he decided to go for a cigarette run just mm-hmm. before we started shooting. Um, we went into production. We started shooting through the day. And she started getting a little nervous. And she started reporting it to the makeup artist that she was getting a little nervous that he wasn't back yet. It was taking a really long time. Um, the makeup artist alerted me. So I was aware of the situation. Um, we kept shooting. Then the phone call comes. He was pulled over for speeding, and he has an expired license. Yes. He was arrested on the spot, and her car was abandoned on the side of the highway. Yes. <laughs> she is freaking out, understandably so. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we're this still is a shooting. problem. This is a problem. She is hasn't a big even started problem. shooting yet. She's no. still in makeup. Yeah. So she hasn't even started. She's not. Yet. She's not even wardrobed entirely. Her makeup mm-hmm. is 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 barely started, and she's due to be on set in about a half hour. Yeah, and now her car is abandoned on the side of the road, and her boyfriend is sitting at a police station. So this is a problem. This is a huge problem because, all right, now, now you know what to be to be a little cold about it. It's not my problem. No, I could. No, it's not my problem. He's. I'm sorry. I can't do anything about him in jail. I can't do anything about that. You know, he was speeding. That's not my fault. He's he was an expired he, license. Yeah, <laughs> that was his. That's his fault. No, you know, but you she, can't get the performance out of her yeah, because exactly. she's clearly in a distress. Yes, state. she's very upset over what happened because obviously her boyfriend's in jail and her car is sitting on the side of the road right now. So, mind you, my makeup artist gets my attention and I hurry into holding. Um, so right now, the crisis is completely contained in holding. I'm shooting outside. With 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 one of the actors, we're shooting scenes outside, so I have no idea this is happening. The the crew is outside, and it's just the three of them: the actress, the makeup artist, and Lynn is mm-hmm. in the apartment now, yep. upstairs, dealing with this situation, and she is just getting more and more distraught as the moments. Yeah, so go by. I I go and I hyperventilate a little bit in another room. <laughs> she throws up. <laughs> I throw up again. Um, I pray to the film gods for a solution. 
I pull aside my PA, who's also luckily my, my BFF at the time, and I tell her about the situation, and we brainstorm, what the hell do we do about this now? Okay, well, my, my PA has a car. She knows where the police station is. She's completely familiar with the area. Because um, we're shooting in her house. So we're shooting we, in her house. Yeah, so she knows the neighborhood very well. Yep. Um, so I talked to her, and I said, well, can you get her down to the police station so we, she can go and figure out what this is? Can you get her to her car? Because my big, my big concern is now she's without a vehicle. Yes. Um, so my first concern is, number one, the vehicle. Number two, what are we going to do about this boyfriend situation? Yeah, because she can't work. She just can't. That's, no. that's it. You, you, can, you can be as heartless as you want toward her and say, yeah. look, I can't do anything about that. Yeah, I'm but, sorry. But no, what's important is the scene. Yeah. So we, we develop a plan. We go into the room. You know, We listen to the actress. We hand her some tissues. We get her a nice gla- glass of water. We sit her down and say, okay, do you know where your vehicle is? Yes, I do. Okay, here's what we can do. We can we can get her. We can she can drive you up to where the vehicle is. We can go and get your vehicle, bring it back here. Then we can deliver you over to the police station. So at least you can have a conversation with them, figure out what's good, what's to be done about the situation. Yep. Um, I'm guessing this is going to be about two hour delay on on my on my schedule, but not worrying about that right now. I tell her, you know, if we can wrap this up in about an hour, you know, mm-hmm. hour hour and a half. Yeah, it um, wasn't a very long day to begin it with. It wasn't a long day. No, it was. It, we were fortunate to have only one scene for that day in right. this location, and unfortunately, it was a nude scene. Yes, it was an intimate nude scene. So we need her to be as comfortable as possible. Mm-hmm. So she thanks me a hundred times. I give her, you know, we give her a couple of different, you know, my own cigarettes. You know, we we calm yep. her down. We get do what we have to get her get her, you know, kind of put back together, and we send them off. Um, we send them off in the opposite direction of where they they're shooting from. <laughs> yeah, they did. They exited through the back of the building. I didn't even see them leave. Nope. So then I go down there and I have a quick conversation with him. And I'm like, listen, we're going to have to make some schedule adjustments. Um, you know, there's a situation it's dealt with where we're taking care of it, but there, it's going to delay everything. So I'm going to have to up, up, turn my schedule upside down. We're going to have to shoot this, 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 this scene. Yeah, we're going to basically we shot. We shot a lot of the actors' close-ups mm-hmm. while she was away. I said, "All right, well, you know what? You handled the situation. She didn't come to me with the situation. She came to me and told nope. me it's handled, yep. it's taken care of. We're on a delay, though. Mm-hmm. All right, she's already gone through. This is the things that we need to do with him by himself, yep. and we will shoot this in the meantime. She already had a plan in place. Now, if I did not have her running this as the director, my entire day." would be destroyed Mm -hmm. because now I'd be the one upset about this and I'd be the one trying to figure out how to fix this rather than continuing to shoot while she solves the problem. I don't know. Dead air. I fucking rock. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> this, these are the reasons you need a. These are the reasons to have a producer, a line producer, or an AD, someone to handle this. Mm-hmm. Okay, these things can't be controlled. No. You know, Mario. Tell me, Mario. Oh, I have a story. Tell me, Mario. <laughs> if you had a producer alongside you, maybe you did one of these times. But if you did. What could have been avoided? Well, there was this one specific... The first day ever I shot anything on my own, uh-huh. I went to a friend's house who we may have mentioned without mentioning already about how he likes to do things on his own. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, it was my first time... It was for the Pandemonia trailer, and I'm shooting, and I had my actress who was an underage girl, but I had I knew enough to get a consent form... So wow, look at this one, pushing thing. the boundaries. Uh, 
pushing the boundaries, shooting yeah. an underage girl. I was not involved in this project. We in had any nothing way, to do with form. it. We had nothing to do with this. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. So, so I'm shooting at his house, and she freezes when we have the camera on her. And she's fine. I asked her if she was comfortable and if everything was good beforehand. She's like, yep, I'm good. I'm good. She looks fine. She looks calm. She looks stable. Then all of a sudden, I say, and action. And she just stands there. And then I'm like, okay, Isabel, and action. And she goes, she just stands there. I'm like, "Um, okay, maybe she needs a minute. And then I go, do you need a minute? And then out of nowhere tears explode out of her face like they were shot out of an Uzi. <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. Wow. So we drove from north central New Jersey to Philadelphia and she buckles like a belt and I'm about to flip out because I'm like, what the fuck do I do now? And my, our friend, like a producer would do, says, is there anything else we can shoot? Like, do you want to shoot guts? And he's like consoling the girl. He's like, you can just sit down. It's fine. It's like, he's so mad at me. And I was pissed, but I was in a corner and he's like, Oh no, it's fine. He's good. He's good. And I was not good, but mm-hmm. he handled the situation like a producer would do like how Lindsay did for you. Same scenario where he's like, okay, well let's do this instead. Let's do that instead. Mm-hmm. And then he moved your Lindsay schedule did it around. to me. Yep. Yeah, Lindsay did it to me when we were shooting Spies because, so, like, some scene didn't work. And she's like, well, why don't we do this instead? And you did the same thing, too. Mm-hmm. You're like, why don't let's just shoot this and keep going so you don't get yeah. backlogged on. Yeah, so, you know, like, having you and having her there quasi-producing, you know, it, it did help a lot. Because, yeah. as Manny can tell you, when you're in tunnel vision mode shooting yes. or directing and one little thing goes wrong, sometimes it frustrates you to the point where you can't think correctly and you need the producer there to help you or to guide the set while you need a breather or, you know, work with an actor that might be difficult. So, you know, it, it's going to happen to you. Like oh, yeah. the listener, if you want to make a film, it's going to happen one way or another. Oh yeah! Don't ever career. say nope. That no, so, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. No, no, no. You can always end up with a first-time actor who just shuts down on you, and you need that other person or who, a very professional actor or, that yes, can shut down on yes, you because they can't. It happens. It. Yeah, sometimes it happens. You know, it's a very stressful thing being an actor. So occasion. So you need that producer who knows. In the back of their head, everything else that has to be done for the day. We did this on Blood Slaughter too. We had rain slowed us down. We had to shoot a scene outside, and the rain totally ruined us. Hell, we had an actress uh, who showed up a couple hours late because of how because of the distance from her house. She just showed up hours late, and we now had to finish everything because we knew it was going to start raining, mm-hmm. and then it did. So we couldn't do some of the outdoor scenes. So one of our actors who was doing the outdoor scenes, he's here and we can't shoot anything with him. We're going to we're gonna try and wait out the rain. Fine. We had scheduled to start shooting with him at 10 p.m. and it's pouring outside so we can't shoot outside. What can we do then? Now, as the director, I'm all for, like, well, wait a minute. This was my schedule. 
You know, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you'd like Mario just said, when you have that tunnel vision of this is what you're ready to shoot, you need to be able to separate yourself. And sometimes you can't do that because you're ready for this. You're ready for this scene. Your mind is ready for all the shots, the angles, the lighting. Everything is set up in your head as to how you're going to do it. And now it's raining. We can't shoot it. So what are we going to do? Fine. We ended up shooting three entirely separate scenes at the same time. With one scene going on upstairs, one scene in the living room, and one scene downstairs. I had three, we had three cameramen. Yes, we had three cameramen, so we sent one cameraman to... I, I did the living room scene, which had the most people. Mm-hmm. It was the longest scene, so I said, you know what? We need me... I, uh, as the director, I have to be here. Yep. The other scenes were very cut and dry. One of them was a very experienced director. Yes. His own, which is which is one of the main reasons we were able to do this. Yes. Um, yes, because he'd so, already shot. He'd he's already. This is already. This is. He'd already had two feature films under his belt and yep. plenty of short films. He knew everything he was doing. Yep. Gave him the script. Said, "Look, I need this angle, this angle, and that angle in order to make it work with." the effects and this and that go upstairs with our special effects artist and he shot the scene and it looks great right and i went down to the basement with the with the third cameraman yep um and i had my and i had your shot list yep and we had already discussed the scene so i kind of knew what you wanted where you wanted to go mm-hmm. so i was there as your representative yep. the- and luckily enough luckily enough because he is he is an experienced director and he's done plenty of, he had plenty of equipment in his car already because he's been on a lot of sets where mm-hmm. things happen and you always need some backup yep. he had his own sound equipment so he set up his own sound equipment in the scene mm-hmm. you know the outdoor scene that we were doing was mostly quiet the, the downstairs scene was mostly silent yeah you know so we had our other cameraman go outside and do that we didn't really need sound we could do all that in post mm-hmm. so he just shot with the camera the later. yeah me yeah. and the sound guy stayed in the living room and did the main scene with the four or five girls mm-hmm. and did all that while the other director went upstairs and shot the scene with two people and his and and his sound on on a tripod with the makeup artist, and she helped him when she needed to, when he needed her to hold something here, hold this mic so we can get a little closer, you know. And they doubled, and they worked, and they worked out well, and and it, and it and it came out good. Yeah, and it's and it literally it caught us up. Yep. And we were able to reschedule for the rain, and uh... yeah, that's that's that was the thing. We we said, well, we need something else to shoot in the meantime. Mm-hmm. We ended up not shooting with him because it rained all night long. So come one o'clock in the morning, the actor who was supposed to shoot outside ended up driving home. Mm -hmm. He came and he had some pizza. He hung out for a couple hours and he went home. And And I felt terrible doing that. Felt horrible because he had an hour and a half long drive. Him and his girlfriend literally came from a wedding, left a wedding early, early to come shoot. And we couldn't even film with him. And I felt absolutely terrible for doing that. But it happens. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the other thing. When I get up in the morning of the day of the shoot, I always check the weather. Yes. So there was this one one other set that we were on. Um, it was in, for another director. And I in, we're shooting in, in February, March. Um, which you know, out here in my thank God for thank God for for technology now, where you can actually look at the weather. Right. You can look moment at radar. by moment. Yeah. yeah, you can look at the radar, and the radar will tell you. Well, it's going to start raining at two o'clock in this area, mm-hmm. and ninety percent of the time, it's pretty damn accurate. Yeah. So I got up that morning, and it was you know February, March. So of course, there's always possibility for snow. Um, and so you know, you kind of wait around for the text message to see if they're going to call the shoot. If they're not, you know, so. 
they we didn't hear from them, so we you know arrived at our scheduled time. About 10 a.m., um, 9, 9, 10 a.m. we got there? Yep, so I'm checking my phone, and I see, okay, around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it's going to start snowing. Um, so first thing I do on my way out the door is I grab about 10 umbrellas. Every umbrella in the house. <laughs> in the house. Moment. And I throw them all in the trunk of the car. I arrive on set. And I directly go to my the the producer of the of this of this of this project and the director, and I say, "Okay, what are we doing about the snow? What snow? What snow?" And I'm like, "Did you did no one check the weather?" And I said, "It's supposed to snow around two o'clock." Oh, in the is this the shoot? I think it is. Yes, probably that that short film. Yes. Yeah. Um, what snow? And I said, "Well, it's supposed to snow about two o'clock in the afternoon." So they go into a, a panic. They go. Wait, what, what do you mean? What do you mean it's going to snow? And I'm like, yeah, it's 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 calling for snow. So let's take a look at the schedule again, and let's try and get as much as we possibly can get yeah. done by two p.m. Yeah, the whole day we're shooting outside. Basically, we're yeah. shooting pretty much the entire day outside. Yep. So, so we I scramble, have two o'clock as a cutoff. Yeah. So I scramble everybody again, and I tell them I'm pl- I'm literally rewriting their schedule to end the day at two o'clock. Um, so we go through the day. We have this all planned. It's, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Two o two. The 202. snow starts falling. Snow starts falling. One cameraman starts freaking out about his camera, which understandably so. Your your cameras are not made to be <laughs> it's a thousand dollar camera. I don't want it snowing on it. Yeah. All right. So I call for the PA and I go go. Here's here's my car keys. Go to the trunk of my car. There are umbrellas there. Grab every single one of them and bring them to me asap. So PA runs. If you look off. on our Facebook pages, you'll actually see us on the set of this, all with our cameras and people standing behind us, holding umbrellas over us, like five or six umbrellas over <laughs> us to keep the cameras and the sound from getting wet. Yeah. As we're shooting in the snow, because of course, um, so it happened two o'clock. We were not done, mm. and we had to get this done. I mean, we it, weren't bad though. We had a half hour. Yeah, half hour. But it ended up working out because you res- because you changed the schedule. Mm-hmm. The end of the film yes. ended up having the snow. Yes. And it worked out just fine. With the storyline. Yeah. Yes. With the storyline, it actually improved the shots. It looked good having the snow fall down all of a sudden at the end of this. At the end of, had we followed the original schedule, the snow would have come and gone because we were shooting based on... Um, the load the, the space mm-hmm. rather than consecutively right. you said let's just shoot this consecutively move back and forth back and forth and get as much as we can in a row mm-hmm. and so this way we cut down the amount of setups we end up turning the cameras instead of moving the cameras yep. you know and we were able to keep our cameras in one spot and shoot with zoom lenses so that this way things match a little better and we're just kind of turning things rather than moving entire mm-hmm. sets back and forth all day long. Okay, we'll all set up in the side of the in the alleyway over here, then we're gonna set up over here, then we're gonna set up over there. No, we just we 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 set we changed our entire we setup. Just streamlined the whole so, thing. Yeah, so we just followed the actors in and out, back and forth. It kind of slows down generally, but when you're outside, you don't actually have to worry about lighting. Yeah. You know, and seeing as it was going to snow, we had an overcast day. So the sun, the sunlight and shadows were not changing at all. Mm-hmm. It worked in our favor yeah. for that one time. Yep. But because she was able to clear-headedly change everything around, we made the end of the short film happen at the end, happen at the end of the day when it started snowing and it added to the climax of the film. Mm-hmm. So it made otherwise we were going to end up shooting the climax first because it was the most important thing Mm -hmm. so he wanted to make sure we had the most time to do it which makes perfect sense it does yeah shoot it first 
So you have all the time in the world to focus on it. Yeah, and then everything else, okay, if you got to cut a little bit here, cut a little bit there, fine. But this is the climax. This is the last three minutes of the movie. It needs to be shot correctly. Mm -hmm. You know, I would not suggest rushing through the end of your film. We did rush through this a little bit, but again, with the snow, it made the whole scene look a whole lot better so we could actually do it in less takes, less angles, less... We just put the camera down and said, do it. And with all that snow and all that, it looked beautiful. Mm -hmm. So we didn't need half the other angles that were planned to do for the scene. We just did it in one long take and it looked great just because of the snow. So it worked out. Yeah. You know? And I mean, and that's not to say, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm like, well, I rescheduled the entire thing. No, I mean, I, 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 I talked to the cameraman. I asked them what yeah, can you we didn't, do. Yeah, you didn't do I, it. Just... I didn't make the decision by myself. No. Like, I, I, I literally was just, I was just the, the inciting incident that started it. And, no, I, and I talked as... to all of my department heads and got their, their yeah. input on how to do it. And as the director, had he not had you and the other producer standing there to try and help him work it out, yeah. he's got the entire day planned out in his head already yep. of how he's going to shoot and how he's going to work with the one actor's with the actors in between each scene, how he's going to flow them between it. And he's got a whole plan in his head. That's very hard to break. So if you've got the one or two other people there to help you through it, hell, we did it on Theta States as well. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one of our actors' kids got sick. And he, what we were shooting an entire weekend, his kids got sick and he had to leave an entire day early. Mm Mm-hmm. So we had a whole day of shooting that we just lost because he had to go home and help his wife with the with, with, with the kids. You can't control it. Mm-mm. So if it wasn't for her, the two of us sat down, we tore up the whole script and said, all right, let's do this. Let's do this and change the order of things. Rewrote some scenes yep. to match for what we were not going to be able to shoot. It happens. So this is what your producer will do. This is what your producer does on set. During production, it like, problem keep, solver exactly mm-hmm. the problem solver of the day, and it and it makes sure every single department and everyone can work cohesively to first off follow the schedule, and yep. if need be, change the schedule yep. seamlessly. Yep. Okay. Next, what um, else would you, as the producer, what else is your responsibilities on set? You know when yeah you know, the smaller things than this but it's something as simple as you know food like i said food is king um so one of the biggest things that i do i always make sure in pre-production that i get actors information sheets each one of them with the, with a food yes. allergy information um so every single day i go through with my pa who has what food allergy i know that if i have a vegan or somebody with a gluten allergy um i instantly have as soon as they get to set my pa is to approach them with the menu and to get their specialty item something that they can absolutely eat because if you have people who are not eating on your set they're going to slow down they're, you're not going to be able to get the best performances out of them i mean we've had sets where they've forgotten that there's vegetarians on there so literally there's no vegetarian option. i've done that yep. yeah so it's like I mean, something... it's a it's a I call them rookie mistakes. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. That's something I I want to coin on this podcast. Rookie, <laughs> rookie mistakes. mistakes. Rookie mistake. And it is. It's a rookie mistake, but it's an easy mistake if you don't have yeah. enough people to help you think of all of these problems. Mm-hmm. And actors really appreciate it. Yeah. That's yes. the one thing I found that when I'm like, okay, well, I you know I have a gluten this and I have this, and the fact that I remember who has what. Like it makes them feel like I'm paying attention to them yeah. and that, you know, they, it makes them feel like they can trust us yeah. even more. We and had, we had 35 people through the course of a weekend. Yeah. We had, we had vegans, mm-hmm. we had vegetarians, mm-hmm. we had pescatarians, mm-hmm. we had people with gluten allergies mm-hmm. in the course of one weekend. Yep. How do you feed all those people? <laughs> 
I'm sorry. If Lots you're, of vegetables. Yeah, but fine. But but even that, you can't you can't just sustain yourself on straight vegetables when you're feeding no. 35 people. That's just not cost effective. And I'm sorry. What are you gonna like, do? Just throw you, you hand you, you hand just a vegan a, a salad, of, and they're like, really? Mm-hmm. That's the best you can do for me. Yeah. Yeah, like there's plenty of other options for them to eat, yeah. you know. But that's when you end up getting. If you stuck. plan ahead, if you if all you have is a pizza menu or Domino's, see, and that <laughs> see, you end up feeding everybody the wheel of death. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Everybody ends up eating the wheel of death. You end up just ordering ten pizzas. Also guilty of that. Yes, we've all done it. All done we've it. We all, all are. done it. You end up just ordering everybody pizzas, but then you have the vegan who can't eat pizza. And now, because you couldn't, you didn't plan in advance. Your your vegan is literally left eating nothing but the tiny salad from the crappy pizzeria that's local and the cheapest pizza you can. The the crappy or Domino, bread. Yeah. yeah, the garlic garlic bread and a cheap Domino salad. Yeah, and they are not happy with that. Mm-mm. You know, they understand. Sorry, Emily. <laughs> yeah, they understand that you know it's difficult. But if you can go out of your way and get them something specific that's just for them, it goes so far. And you, you and it's 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 also like you know because once the one specialty item comes, suddenly everybody wants something special, and you really have to be able to have somebody who's like no, they yeah. they have a food allergy, they have a dietary need. Everybody eats this, they yeah. get that, because otherwise they're going to die and you're not. Yeah. You're not going to die with this pepperoni pizza. They yeah. are. Deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with it. You need And you need to have a bad guy on set to say that. Because mm-hmm. if your director says it, well, that's it. The director's going to lose control of the whole set because now everybody is- Mad at him. They're <laughs> mad at him for not ordering the right food. Yep. For not getting everybody something special. Yep. They could be mad, as mad as hell as they wanted the producer. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? At the end of the day, the producer is handing them money. Yes. They are getting their money from the producer. So yep. at the end of the day, the producer makes like, up for it. Why don't you go cry into your pile of yeah, money? Yeah, here you go. Here you go. Cry cry into this. Here's your 50 bucks for the day. So uh, go go fill up your gas tank. I've made that uh, offer before. Pumpkin oil sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've made that offer before. <laughs> where it's pumpkin like, oil sandwich. <laughs> I've made that offer before, though. Like, oh, well, I really want, well, why does she get something special? Because she has a dietary need. Well, I want, listen. How much are you getting for the day? You're getting this much for the day. I can order you something special and I can take it out of your pay. Yep. That's it. I can order you something special too, but you're getting paid. Yeah, it's totally fair. That's not fair. Why is that not fair? Why is that not fair? Am, I, not, am I eating the same food am that I'm feeding ordering? You? Am I feeding you and everybody else? Fine. If we get we order this yeah. food, she can't eat. Yeah. You know? Listen, if I'm eating this food, it's good enough for you. Yeah. So that's the that, that's what a producer will do. A mm-hmm. producer has to problem solve. Producer's yeah. got to figure this stuff out because if the director's doing it, everything's going to suffer. And, and no producer is actually, and no, I'm sorry, no director is actually going to be able to like plan his entire day, have all his shots in mind, get the performances that he needs, and remember who knew, who's vegan. And I guarantee you, if he does, his film is suffering. If yeah. he or she does, the movie <clears throat> is suffering. I guarantee I don't give a it. Fuck if you're a vegan. Yeah, <laughs> I guarantee it. If you, as the director, are doing it all, your movie is suffering. Mm-hmm. In which case, you are wasting your time. Why are you even making the movie? Rookie mistake. Yeah, you're yeah. wasting your time. Stop wasting your time We've and hire a producer. <laughs> Stop wasting your time. Find that one person of yours. Find that friend of yours with some OCD. Yeah. That OCD Do friend like of yours. Making lists? Yes. Find that person, that one friend of yours that has OCD and let them be your producer. Yeah. And you'll see your everything you shoot improve hmm? greatly, vastly, amazingly. 
Um, one minor other thing that, I mean, that's pretty much what a producer does is handle problems, handle people. Yes. Um, handle logistics. Um, the only other thing is, you know, it's when is once in a while as a producer, you, you need to learn how to know the situation when your director's in trouble, when something's just not working. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to be able to find the diplomatic way of saying something and offering a creative suggestion. Yeah. And you also have to protect them. Because once that happens, everybody kind of thinks like, well, I have a really great idea too. You know what? Thank you so much for that. Um, you know, we've talked about this. And Shut I know the he fuck was really up. going for this. Shut the <laughs> front door. I don't care. <laughs> you know, thank you so much for that suggestion. You know, we can always give that a shot if this doesn't work. But I know that this is what he was looking to do. Yeah. But you know, because you know what? In indie film, a lot of the time you're working with a lot of your friends who also make movies, mm-hmm. which means you're sitting in a room with seven other directors. Yep. And everybody has an idea of how to make it better. Yep. And, and everybody steps on each mm-hmm. other's toes. Yep. And then everybody starts arguing. And next thing you know, you've got an actor standing in the middle of the room with four voices shouting toward him with different, and he doesn't know which way to look. Right. And now your actor is completely taken out of uh, taken out of everything, and he doesn't know what he's doing. Your actor's overwhelmed. And, your actor yep. no longer trusts you. And then your director you. gets overwhelmed. Your dire- the director then gets frustrated because he's dealing with shutting everybody up and trying to get all these. Like, no, 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 no. Now the director is starting to question himself and. You know what? No, it's that's not that's not a, that's not a very healthy envi- working no. environment. It's not good. No. It's not good because in an indie film, we're all directors. Everybody wants to be a director. Yeah. Everybody wants to be a director, and everybody's got an idea of how to make it better. Chill. Yeah. You're you on know somebody what's funny? else's set. A lot set. of people who, a lot of people who make movies don't even know how to direct correctly. Well, and it's no. not even about directing correctly, but like it's just. A lot of them are just well, like, that's oh, why, that's why I said this, the, this, this, and this. And exactly. Like, uh, well, that's why I said at the beginning of the show, at the beginning of the show, I said the director's job hmm? is to get the performances from the actors. That is, that's what Spielberg does on set. Okay, that's what that's what Tarantino does on set. He's not standing there explaining to the lighting guy how he wants the scene lit. They already planned that. Yeah. That's already planned. It's already written out that he's got an entire chart and everything, and, and he's Tarantino got... Tarantino doesn't even talk to his camera guy. No, he talk, they he, have he, no reason the, to. Him and the DP have the conversation, and he's like, this is the blue setup. And he walks away. It, but no, he doesn't even. No. He doesn't even. His AD does that. Yeah. His AD and his line producer yeah, will do true. that, because they have an entire list, because his job during the day is to focus mm-hmm. on the actors and work with them, because this is their chance to make this scene come alive. Everybody else already knows what they have to do. Yeah, and there's just minor adjustments between you know? that, like camera minor adjustments. You know, like uh, you know, okay, the medium shot. Let's pull it out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm that's not saying a, that. that's a mistake I've done. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not I've, saying that that, that, that the directors directing, don't speak to, just to their work people. with the actors. Yeah, and work with the scene, and then I just have to do 50 other things. Yeah, and like, and, uh, it, and it hurts things. I mean, that's that's the other thing people don't realize. Uh, you know, for crowds, an assistant director is the one who's supposed to be handling the crowd. Yeah, when you've got when you have like extras. a zombie horde, that's that's your assistant director. You got You're twenty thirty extras director. in the scene. The director can't handle twenty thirty extra people. He's yeah. got to handle the main actor. Yeah, so the, the the director will address the main actors, and the AD and the director have already had a conversation. So the AD knows what the director needs out of the extras, and the AD will do zombie boot camp yep. with the extras and, and teach them how to walk and where they where they need to be and where not to go, and they'll block all the extras for the director. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that. Yeah. I've done that as 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 the cameraman. I've done that, mm-hmm. you know, on on another set, another director. He had a bunch of uh, he had a lot of extras in his scene, and I told him, I said, "Look, I've been in this situation before. I know you haven't. I knew that he'd never directed a scene with a crowd before, mm-hmm. and I said, okay, I'm going to take this right off you right now. All right, I will take care of your extras 
You handle your your four or five main actors. Yep. Deal with them. I will give your extras something to do. Because here's the other thing. If you don't give your extras something to do, they're all going to walk around willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to do something different. And every scene is going to look completely different. You need some consistency in your background. Yeah. So I actually walked around to every single extra and I gave them a character. And I said, here's your character, your character's job, your character's point. It's a party scene. You're here trying to get laid, all right? And in this portion of the scene, you're going to stand here hitting on this girl. You, as the girl, you have no interest in him. That is your scene. That is what you're doing in the background of this scene. You and you, her friend. You're actually interested in him. Yes. And you're pissed that he's interested in your friend. And those are the characters you are playing in the background of this scene, never leave this circle area. You have a five foot radius that, that, that you guys can stay. And I did this to every little group of actors in the background. And you actually gave them a song too that everybody knew yep. and that everybody was dancing and singing along to. Yep, because it's a dance scene. So it's, 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 a, it's a party yeah. scene. So they all have to, we can't have music playing through the whole scene. So yes, we all sang a song. We all, I got all the extras together and they sang a song and they got the rhythm in their head and how fast so that everybody dancing was synced up in their head so when we I said alright when we call action that's when the song begins and everybody was dancing to the same beat mm-hmm. silently mm-hmm. and your AD will do that that is your that is what your AD will do for the day so get a producer who can work <laughs> as your AD yeah. do it yep. I think I think I think we nailed that home yeah. <laughs> I think we nailed it home so um Let's, if let's, you're not convinced yet, if okay. you're not convinced yet how far a producer, AD, line producer will go to help your film, then I, I don't know what else. I don't know what else I can give you. I don't know what else we got. So I think we're going to wrap that up for this week. I think we're going to wrap it up. Yes, hire a producer. That's the, hire, the, the lesson. Hire yep, a producer. Yep, this week and last week. Hire a producer. Hire a producer. They will save your film. Take the stress off yourself. Hire a producer. Hire your friend with OCD. Who will in turn hire PAs that yep. will help you even more. Yep. yep. Give yep. your producer a PA so that they don't go crazy and end up killing someone. There you go. There you go. So probably um, you. Any final thoughts, anybody? I rock. Um, <laughs> I've actually learned a lot on the pre-production from last week. Yeah, that was, so that that, was good. Yeah. I'm glad. I felt like I was like, wow. That's a lot of information to unload. Yeah. So uh, anybody, any questions, any comments, any anything that you think that we weren't clear enough on or you want to know about, please email us at filmmakingsucks at gmail.com. Give us a subject you'd like us to cover sometime in the future, and uh, we'll, we'll tell you how we screwed it up and how to fix it. Because <laughs> trust me, we've made plenty of mistakes, and we're just trying to help you. Not make those mistakes. Listen, listen, listen to a yep. couple of listen to a bunch of idiots who've made <laughs> who've screwed up a lot, <laughs> and fix some things, and fix it, and we'll help you. <laughs> yes, we fixed them, and we learned how to fix them. Yes, yes. So, uh, for filmmaking sucks. I'm Manny. I'm Lynn, and I'm Mario. On the delay, Mario <laughs> delay. Yeah. Uh, no, subs- yeah, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and any other podcatcher app that you prefer. Uh, and YouTube, we're on YouTube as well. Follow us there. Follow I use us Podcast at- Addict, oh, and we're on that. Yeah, we're on Podcast Addict. We are. That's on on Android. That's nice. Yes, we're on YouTube, and oh, we're on Vimeo too now. Oh yeah, all the all the episodes are on Vimeo as well on our Vimeo. So find us at Mass Grave and Mass Graveette and Seeing Red and Likes Movies. That's a lot yeah. to remember. That's a lot to remember. 
So, well, it. I mean, I'm condensing the Twitter handles to just likes movies, and whenever I post st- like official stuff or uh, screens, I use that seeing red films. All right, cool. But I rarely use that. I'm using the likes movies. So yeah. All right. So Massgrave, Massgravet, and likes movies. Follow us on Twitter. All right, check Tweet us out. Us. Yep. Get all of our previous episodes at massgravepictures.com. And um, do you have a website yet, Mario? Damn you. That's Soon. a no. <laughs> okay, that'll be another episode. Making that'll be a another, website. Making a website. <laughs> all right, and we'll yeah. talk to you next week on Filmmaking Sucks. Thank you all for joining us. Good luck and make good movies. Hire a producer.